49ers are preparing for a battle against the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson and company is coming into town, and it's going to be a showdown. I can promise you just that. They got, the, they got the day off today, so that's good, right? They're going to be rested. They need to be well-rested so that they make sure that they make all these tackles. But since they got the day off, let's have some fun today. Who is the 49ers' most valuable player? It's time to take off with your takes today. Get ready to call in with your boy Wayne Breezy right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. Stick around. We're so bright that we shine it. to the bay in the building on this wild out wednesday wild out we're gonna wild out today on today's episode shout out to everybody out there thank y'all so much for tuning in to the wayne breezy show and i hope you guys are ready to take off with your takes today you know the, the real question that i have for those out there not necessarily like you know the mvp talks are are in, you know, heating up. There's three weeks left in football. Brock Purdy, 49ers quarterback, Brock Purdy is, is right now in at the forefront. Uh he has a big game this weekend against the uh Baltimore Ravens. There's so much, right? Because Lamar Jackson's number two, Brock Purdy's number one. They both have the same record in the NFL. You got the best of the AFC going against the best of the NFC. A lot of stuff to break down, a lot of stuff to cover over the next several days. And then they play on Christmas, which even which is, makes it even more special. Um, but I got another question. The guy like you know what? I'll save it for later. Let's give some shout-outs to the Breezy Bunch crew who's been in the building quite early. I mean, I mean super early. My man Nick Nice 21, numero uno, never let no one know how much do you hold. Red Jet Shell, numero dos, numero dos, ha, 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 ha. You were number two. She says, what up, BB crew? I got my man Don't Bother Me in the building. Blessing Cyber Family. That's what we are. We are family my man matthew's in the building what's up faithful all right peachy is in the building you two will always be one and two in her book she must be talking about red jet and and whoever else is out there all right um what's going on what's going on what's going on want to make sure i don't miss out anybody christy marie is in the building with the let's go my man oscar is in the building with the hashtag bb nigel Yes, it's in the freaking building. I saw your question today. Is today an off day for the players? It actually is. It's been an off week so far um, for the players. They won't actually have their first practice till tomorrow. Felicia, what's going on? Good morning, everyone. My man Terrence is in the building. Well, the crew comes in. Y'all come in here deep in waves. I like this. I, I guess your alerts are set to on. The beautiful Miss Debbie says, good morning, Wayne. Blessings to everyone joining on this wonderful winning Wednesday. Does that mean we need to go to the casino or something? Did I miss something? Hit that like button. Comment. Guys, hit the like button. Comment. Don't forget to comment. Be sure to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. If you're new to the stream, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Also, you can join the BB crew. All right. Ronnie33 is in the building saying hello. And I think I got everybody that are uh, BB members, man. I appreciate y'all memberships, man. I know it's a monthly thing. Y'all got to stay up on top of it. But I appreciate it. And shout out to all the other subscribers out there as well. Appreciate you guys for joining in. Look, 
Uh, I want to do more of a phone episode, so get ready to get your phones and stuff together. We'll do a couple announcements, and uh, you know we'll, we'll start presenting things as as we you know get gear up to this game, big game. Uh, let me let me tell everybody that how I feel about this Baltimore Ravens game. Um, is this a must win? Yes, every game for me is a must win. Uh, I don't ever want the San Francisco 49ers to lose. Those are my expectations. Now, that does not mean that that's going to happen week in and week out. And I don't care what I predicted at the beginning of the season. All right, Baltimore is a tough team. I'm not going to take anything away from them, but they do look beatable, just like the 49ers look beatable at one point now it seems like the 49ers don't look beatable whereas the ravens look more beatable if that is even a thing like that might not even be a thing or whatever or whatnot but look that's how i look at it oh for those that love the madden simulation tomorrow 1 p.m eastern standard time ravens versus 49ers right here on the wayne breezy channel we're gonna get down we're gonna throw down uh i'm hoping uh there's not a lot of 49er players injured but it is what it is, so we'll figure that out. Some NFL news. Don't know if you guys heard about this. All right, some NFL news going down right now. The NFL has created an all-pro position for the fullback. I mean, come on. Let's clap it up for the NFL. Took a... How many years has the NFL been in the league? 75, 76, 77, 78, 980? What, what, what year are we on with the NFL right now? 100? No, we over 100. Right? I'm like 75. We over 100 because it was 100 like three years ago. Anyway, they over 100 years, they finally have an all-pro position. Did I say that? They have an all-pro position for the fullback position. Guys, this means that San Francisco 49ers will be able, we will will be able to vote for Kyle Juszczyk, right? I will say that the Pro Bowl will officially, I mean, the All-Pro, excuse me, we don't vote, but the writers can now finally vote for a fullback. Um, And it might only be one. It might only be one. But every year that Kyle Juice, Juice Check is in the NFL, he's probably going to win this award. So let's hope that the writers, the AP writers, the beat writers, those that get the actual vote to vote for the All-Pro, they give my man Kyle Juszczyk that vote because it's going to be well-deserved. So hopefully Kyle Juszczyk will be looked uh, upon when it comes down to the all-pro voting at the end of the season. How cool would that be? Let's ask this question. Let's just play some, have some fun with you guys out there. How many will do offense and then we'll do defense later on in the show? How many all-pro offensive players will the 49ers have in 2023 how many all pro offensive 49er players will they have in 2023 how many all pros do you think will be in there and Kylie you're right it was 2019 was the 100th year that's why I said 100 and whatever wow my man Peter said 11 damn Jack's 10 really okay let's do it so so, so I, wait, wait, I got to start with Peter because he said 11. So you going with the whole offense? Like the starting all? Starting all? 11? Um, 10 for Jacks. Six. This seems a little bit more reasonable, but I would love to know. I would love to know who your 11 are, Peter, and who your 10 players are, Jacks, if you, if you, if you don't mind. I would love to know. 
Uh, Nick says six. Don't bother me. Says five. Felicia with the seven. See, Oscar, I asked for a number and he gave me everything. This is what I'm talking about. This is this is this is just on the money, right? Oscar Purdy, Tramp, ooh, Kittle, CMC, and Williams. None of the wide receivers as all pros this year. Okay, I like it. I like it. Uh, that's your five. Christy, sixteen eighty seven says five. Uh, Niner Gang podcast. Dion, with the question already, why would they create an all-pro for a position that is barely used in the NFL? Nothing against fullbacks, but sorry they're not utilized enough for that. Well, Dion, I will say this. It's not fair to the teams that do utilize fullbacks. It's not a league rule that they can't utilize the fullbacks. Teams choose not to utilize fullbacks because they rather have another skilled position player on their team. And so the 49ers decided to get a guy or a player like Kyle Juszczyk, who's labeled as a fullback, who was drafted as a fullback, and he's in the fullback tier of pay, <clears throat> but he's also that slash weapon. So I don't think you should discriminate against the teams that do use um, that particular position. Uh, and it's up to the rest of the team. So why not? I mean, if there's two teams, and, and here will be my criteria, if there are two or more teams, that way there's a competitiveness in that position, right? There's some type of competition. So that's how I look at it. As long as there are two or more teams with the fullback, I believe there's about five teams out of the 32 that actually use the fullback. But that's a great question, Dion. Great question, bro. But guys, make sure you guys are following my man Dion the Niner Game Podcast as well. Uh, Manly says five to six. Uh, sorry, six with juice. Nigel, six with juice. I like that. This is just offense, guys. We didn't even get to the defense. This is just offense. Uh, I got to read Thomas's because he says Purdy, Juice, Trent, first team. Remember, there's first team and second team all pros, right? It's hard to make that first team. But as long as you get on one, Kittle, Ayuk, second team. Let me ask you this, Thomas. Who in the NFL, <clears throat> which NFL tight end is having a better season than George Kittle? And then if, 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 and then, and, and the reason why I'm asking that is who is your first team tight end? Thomas, get, get get yourself together. Who is your first team tight end? All right, let me go with who I think is going to be there. It's got to be Trent Williams. Uh, now that the fullback position is going to be, there's going to be Juice. So that's two right off the bat. Um, CMC, that's three. Um, I think I'm going to be leaning towards six or seven. You got Purdy. Purdy's got to be four. Purdy is leading in every statistical category. So I don't even know. I like I don't know how he's not MVP of the league. So he's got to be an all pro. Can you imagine Brock Purdy going from Mr. Irrelevant to all pro? I mean, you I can't wait to write that story. Like Mr. Irrelevant to all pro. And then if he becomes MVP, oh my gosh. I'm gonna have a field day writing these stories. Um, you know, a little bit later for 49ers web zone. But guys, um Purdy would make it four. I don't know if our wide receivers would make all pro first or second team. There's some dogs in this league. That's tough. That's tough. I'm going to omit the wideouts. I feel like Kittle has to make it. He's got to be one of the best tight ends in the league, whether it's first team or second team. That's that's six, right, for me? Mm, I don't know if I can – Like I feel like Ayuk's having a great season, but – 
Debo's having more of an impact. It just sucks because Debo missed a couple of games. I don't think Hawkinson is Hawkinson having a better season. Is Laporta having a better season? I don't know. All Iowa cats too, by the way. All Iowa cats. That's crazy. Uh, the tight ends right now that are cooking in the NF in the NFL. Who has ninety one receptions? Is this uh, Hawkinson? Okay. All right. Well, well, Kittle's not too far from there. Put up Kittle stats. Let's get up. Let let me get George Kittle stats. Oh, this is fun. I like doing stuff like this. It just at the spur of the moment. All right, George Kittle, 55 receptions, 865 yards, six TDs, bro. He has 40, almost 30 plus less receptions if this is TJ Hawkinson, okay? And then 902 yards and five TDs. Hey, 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 Oscar says Laporta has nine TDs as a rook. Look, that's who they're throwing it to. I ain't mad at him. That's who they're throwing it to. That, that's who they throwing it to. Laporta will make All-Pro as a rookie. Has that ever happened? Like, just any rookie make All-Pro? Really? He's got the TDs. Let me look up. Let me, let, let me look up Sam Laporta. You know, Sam Laporta is funny because I drafted him in all my fantasies, but he's been inconsistent, and it's weird. He doesn't have nine. Wait, he does have nine TDs. He has 71 receptions, 758 yards, but nine TDs. They use him in the red zone uh, a, a lot as well. It's going to be interesting to see who makes that first team all-pro ballot to the second team. But I just I don't know if Hawkinson is that much better than Kittle. Kittle lacks the receptions, but he's damn near up there in yards, and he has six TDs. I don't know. Eric says Kittle first option. I mean, uh, Laporta first option. Kittle is the third option at this point. Really? Oh, you mean as far as options in the offense is correct. You're 100% correct, Eric. 100%. We got X on the live. All right, X stepping up. I like this, man. I like it a lot, man. I like it a lot. All right, I like it a lot. All right, so that that's just a question. We'll do defense. We'll get to defense a little bit later, but um, I just feel like, like the all-pro. Actually, let's get to the defense now. How many 49er defensive players will make it? I, got, I can go Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. One of our DBs got to be an all-pro this year, right? I don't think any of the safeties make it. Is it Mooney Ward or is it D'Amador Lenore? So right now, I got, and maybe Javon J- Hargrave might be all-pro-esque. Uh, he's having a really great season as a defensive tackle. Um, but he probably won't make it. I, I got four. Oh, ooh, Jack's got four. I like it. Uh, I think four is the number. It might be three. I'm with Oscar Warner Bosa Ward. I think that's where it is. Warner Warner Bosa Ward. I think it might be three. Um, that's kind of like where I think it will stand as far as the defensive play. So all in total, if we go six offense, three defense, that's nine. The 49ers may have 10 all pros, either first or second team. That is going to be crazy. That is going to be crazy. I don't think Dre Greenlaw gets all pro again. I don't think he gets it, man. It's it's unfortunate. But I think I think Mooney Ward with his PBUs and now his ability, like the pick six will help him out a lot. I think he's starting to put leagues on lock. And, and you know what? When he shut down DK Metcalf, that game, it opened up. He he opened up everybody's eyes. I don't know. I don't think I don't think 
Greenlaw. Do they have all pro for punters and special teams players? I don't think Armstead is an all pro. I just don't think he's an all pro. He's a great player, but I don't think he's having an all pro season. Um, but I'm trying to think who, if, if it was four, who would be that fourth? Um, it, it would have, it would either be Greenlaw or Diamador Lenore or Hargrave. Yeah. I'm with you, Mickey. I'm with you. It would have to be one of those, but I think they got three players on lock. Fred Warner's the best linebacker in football. Nick Bosa is who he is. He's the best. Uh, Chase Young, no. Um, only because he switched teams and, and the production has dropped. If he would have been on the same trajectory, and his production dropped because of the amount of snaps that he played, but if he was on that same trajectory like he was in Washington, then possibly yes. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, it is what it is. So shout-out to the NFL for creating that. Shout-out to you guys for participating in that exercise right there. Uh, just some uh, more NFL news power rankings. Week 16, 49ers are, like, number one unanimously. Uh, number one unanimously. Let me explain something to everybody out there. The San Francisco 49ers are on a six-game winning streak. They beat the Ravens. They will have. They actually right now currently hold the longest winning streak in the NFL. The 49ers seem like they've hit their stride. Like they are in stride. It doesn't matter if they mess up. It doesn't matter if they look slow. It doesn't matter. They're just in a stride and they're finding ways to continue to be successful at the end of games. It's toughest battle coming up, though. It's going to be the Baltimore Ravens. I would say both teams are pretty much battle-tested. They both were coming into this game with three losses and 10 wins. I feel like both have dynamic offenses. 49ers have dy dynamic a, a dynamic offense in many different facets, whereas I think you can kind of zero in on the dynamics of the Baltimore Ravens offense. The only thing is... Can you zero in on their most dynamic player? And I think that's what we'll have to try to break down all week long because that's it, man. You find a way to to neutralize Lamar Jackson. You win the game. And I think that's what the Niners game plan is going to be. But we'll talk to John Chapman about that on Friday. It's going to be tough, but I think that's what it is. But the 49ers are number one per all media sources. I mean, just number one unanimously across the board. I don't think I've seen any other team out there Again, six-game win streak, have the option or ability to go on a seven-game win streak. The 49ers can end this season if they win all out. You guys know what that win streak will be like. So, look, the Niners have something to play hard for uh, or whatnot. It's not about the power rankings, but just keeping that mojo going uh, is huge for the 49ers. As far as the injury report, uh, you guys know Jawan Jennings is in the concussion protocol. Haven't been updated uh, as too far of what that's going to be like um, Moving forward, Cleveland Farrell was listed day-to-day -day with an ankle injury and uh, Kalia Davis with a high ankle sprain. We've, he's going to be out for a few weeks. As far as all the other players that have been injured up until this time, uh, the word is, okay, that they are listed day-to-day. -day. They will be monitored day-to-day. -day. We don't know if Eric Armstead is going to be playing this week. We don't know if Javon Hargrave is going to play this week. But if they start practice, if they practice, then there's a possibility that they'll be good to go, all right? And, and that 
that would be great for the San Francisco 49ers. As you know, you get your two studs back, your starting defensive tackles back, and then you get those guys to go back as depth pieces. That just boasts up, boosts up the 49ers defense just that much uh, to where they will remain disciplined and be able to break down and things like that when it comes to the mobility of uh, Lamar Jackson, which is the quarterback that they face this week. But that's what you got for as far as the injury report. Um, nothing much has been really updated for the 49ers, um, but they will. Listen, the 49ers are going to be OK. Um, they're going to be fine. I, they, they're going to be fine. I think some of these injuries are just precautious, precautious type of things where they'll just, you know, not let them practice, possibly play in the game, depending on how they go about it. So just keep your ears open to the streets, all right? As far as 49ers news, they will be wearing their 1994 throwbacks, all right, the home joints. So they're going to be wearing the red joints with the with the white writing, with the black shadow. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be looking fresh. I mean, these were dope. I like the all, I like the whites with the red and the black, but these are going to be fire as well. So if you guys got your throwback jerseys for Christmas Day, make sure you got your throwback jersey on. That's what the Niners are going to be wearing. We want to come out and support them. If you don't have a throwback jersey, wear what you got. All right, just support your Niners. Dress up however you do. Some people don't even dress up for the game because they're superstitious. Superstitious? That's cool. I'm going to probably find a throwback. I think I'm going to actually wear when, when the... That 75th year patch came out for the 49ers a couple of years ago. I think I ended up getting a couple of those. So I might I might rock it. I write my I might rock the 82. I feel like John Taylor doesn't get enough love uh, by the new 49er fan base. We all know who he is, but I might rock 82. So I might have to do that on, on Monday for, for Christmas. Um as far as the other news, here's something super important that I wanted to to make mention of. Now the 49ers are in a scenario where they can clinch. And when I say clinch, I mean clinch. I mean secure, steadfast, be the number one seed. Now, it's going to take help, uh, but it starts with the 49ers, okay? It starts with the 49ers. The 49ers have to win. They have to beat. That's why I said this is a must-win game. And the reason why I said that this is a must-win game is because the 49ers are in control of their own destiny. Now, I know that the San Francisco 49ers want home field advantage in the playoffs, and they also want to get to that vacation week right before the playoffs start, right? They want to get that bye week during that first round of the playoffs wild card weekend what we, is what we call it. And so the Niners want that. They're going to have to go out there and do it. Now, they're already currently a like in a one-game lead, uh, but they have the ability to secure and clinch this week on Christmas, which is the last game of the week before week 17 starts, they have the ability to go out there and clinch. And that is huge for the San Francisco 49ers. Again, it's going to take work. Eagles have to lose. The Lions have to lose. The Cowboys have to lose. And since I'm talking about those teams, let me go ahead and pull up so I can see who they're playing. Uh, I think the Cowboys got the Giants, if I'm not mistaken. I, I mean, I could be wrong. No, the Cowboys got the cart. The Eagles got the Cardinals, Cowboys got the Giants, I think, and and the Lions got the Vikings. But let me just double, double, double check real quickity quick quack. Um, <clears throat> I don't even want to look up my my picks. Oh my gosh, I'm doing so terrible, so terrible. All right, so yes, um, let's see. Cow no, Cowboys got. That's the wrong date. That's got to be the no. That is the date. Cowboys got the Broncos. Uh, no, cow. 
Cowboys got the Dolphins, excuse me. Eagles got the Giants, and and then the Vikings. So the Lions are on the oh, Detroit going out there to Minnesota. Oh snap! Listen, listen. Detroit can lose to Minnesota. Minnesota is fighting to stay in the playoffs, ladies and gents. Okay. So Detroit got to go out to Minnesota. Ooh, Detroit's the favorite, but don't sleep on Minnesota. They found themselves a running back and Ty Chandler. That dude was balling. Didn't he go to North Carolina, UNC? I don't know, but he balled. He balled out last week. If you had him in fantasy, you won uh, easily. And then, like I said, the Cowboys are going to Miami. The Cowboys have just proven that they are terrible on the road. Terrible on the road, okay? I mean, terrible. They and, and what Miami just did to the New York football Jets, which is, ha- which is a top defense in the league. Now, look, the Buffalo Bills made the Cowboys look like their defense was mincemeat and their offense wasn't it. Miami's, Miami's defense looked pretty darn good last week. Chubb looked like he was back. Bradley Chubb, like, I, I don't know. That's going to be a crazy game. That's going to be crazy. I'm so glad that the 49ers don't have to play on this Sunday because we can watch that game and its entire T. Like, we can watch that one. We can watch the one before that. Oh, that's going to be fun. And then um, there's two Monday games. So the, so the Giants and Eagles play right before us on Monday. All right. The Giants are hot. We talked about the Rams being hot in the NFC West. Well, in the NFC East, the Giants are hot. There's a possibility that they can beat the Eagles, and the Eagles would lose four straight and go to 10-5? and five? No way, Jose. Anyway, all I'm saying is if the Giants win, if the Dolphins win, and if that other team in Minnesota wins, and the Niners win, Oh, man. They'll hit the road to go to Washington, and I don't think anybody will play. They'll probably go get the whole – they'll get a whole new practice squad of players, and they will play in Washington, and they will rest. Now, as far as that last game of the season with the Rams, Kyle Shanahan does not want to lose to Sean McVay ever, ever, ever. Fernando, what's up, baby? Ever. Okay? So, they're going to play that last game in week 18 against the Rams. I could just feel it. I could feel the starters come out. They come out on fire. They they get the first rhythm touchdown. They probably go up a couple of touchdowns, and then they kind of like start to fall back. But it starts right here this week against the Ravens. So that's how the Niners can clinch the number one seed. They got to win. The Eagles, Lions, and Cowboys need to lose. We just talked about who they were going to play. So that could be something fun to watch, we're talking about practice. This is the practice schedule. The 49ers are off today. They practice tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, and they have their meetings. So you guys will get to hear from the players, okay, um, which is good, right? You guys like to hear from the players. I like to hear from the players, too. Sometimes I like to hear from Steve Wilkes because he, I feel like I, I'm, I'm all in on Steve Wilkes. I think Steve Wilkes is finally getting what he deserves as long as these players continue to find ways to execute, 
uh, and don't look too lackadaisical. Uh, they practice on Saturday, as you can see, and and they may and I believe they practice on Christmas Eve. That'd be kind of like they walk through, and then on Mondays the game Monday night would be the game. So it's gonna be fun, man. The 49ers got a nice little week. They got some rest. All right, they got some rest, so I can't wait till we hear about the practice reports that come out and <clears throat> excuse me and things like that, um, because that's going to be something to really keep your eye on. All right, we got the Week 16 matchup, 49ers, uh, which are a negative. They're five and a half favorites um, over the Ravens. Five and a half favorites over the Ravens. Now, you know, I just I just want to give you guys a little statistics okay we're gonna we're gonna go through some stats real quick because i want you to understand who the ravens are just in case you don't watch other football other than the san francisco 49ers now i'll write about my keys to victory but here's here's who the ravens are all right overall as far as yards per game they are fifth in the NFL, okay? They are the fifth in the NFL. They average about 374.1 yards per game in totality. The Niners are number two behind Miami Dolphins at one. Uh, and a, Right, and so there you go, right? So if you, if, if you take those two numbers, the Niners are greater than the Baltimore Ravens in that stint. And now you want to figure out where are they greater, Okay, where are they greater? And this is why, in my opinion, I know what the statistics are saying about Lamar Jackson. I get it. He's pretty accurate. 60 something, 66 point something completion percentage, I think 66.7 or whatever. He averages about 8.9 yards per pass and things like that. I get it. I get it. But here's what makes more sense to me. I got to take a second because I got to count. Right, This is me counting. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20th in the league in passing. There are 20th in the league in passing. That's 210.4 yards per game. That's telling me that my what I want to do is make these make Lamar Jackson throw and make those guys get yards in the air. They're 20th. I don't care how accurate he is. They ain't moving the ball. And if they are moving the ball, they're not getting a bunch of air yards or yak yards or yards enough. And so sounds like a key to me. Somebody write that down. Sounds like a key. Make Lamar throw. I get it. He's accurate. I get he's better thrower. Not when he looks at the coverages that he's going to be dealing with. So look, when I look at the 49ers, they rank second in passing. The 49ers, the San Francisco 49ers, I don't remember them ever being ranked that high in passing. They're ranked second in passing right behind them silly-ass Dolphins, uh, the uh, the 49ers South. That's what we call them. They're ranked second in passing. So when you look at the San Francisco 49ers, you're like, just dang, oh, they're good. They're, they're throwing the ball more, right? 262.6 yards per game. Here is where the Baltimore Ravens get dangerous offensively on the freaking ground. 163.8 rushing yards per game. That's where their numbers lie. And their quarterback with over 700 rushing yards leads the team in rushing. Okay? That's where Baltimore is most dangerous. Now, 
We know that they got some injuries. We know Keaton Mitchell's going to be out for the remainder of the season. They got Gus Edwards back there, big bruising back. Then they got Justice Hill, a little bit more quick back. And then they brought in, I believe they signed a former uh, running back for the Broncos. I think he played for the Chargers at one point, Melvin Gordon. Um, He will be there. I don't know if he'll play or whatever, but they got another running back in there. The Niners are ranked third at 139.9. And the difference between the rush, and I mean, I'll tell you right now, like Lamar Jackson probably averages about 98 yards per game on the ground. Okay. Like like 98. And so that's that's where they differ. Um, and so when you look at overall, like dang, they're ranked 20th overall uh in yards per game. Well, not 20th, but they're ranked fifth overall in yards per game. And then they're ranked 20th in passing, but they're ranked first in rushing. They got us by almost 30 yards per game. And here is where you can balance it out. It's not a big balance. It's not a big equal, you know, Librium where you can kind of like balance it out. But now you want to go off of what do these teams score per game? It's called points per game. The Niners rank third at 30.4, and the Baltimore Ravens are ranked fourth at 27.4. So when you look at these two teams, they are damn near identical. Both teams like to run. Both teams like to throw. And both teams like to score. Now, everybody say flip side because on the flip side is where it gets kind of dope too, too, right? Because now you're looking at the defense and, you know, because of the the game against the Arizona Cardinals, the 49ers overall defense may have slipped a lot of bit, okay? And I don't mean a little bit. I mean a lot of bit because they were like top overall sort of at least top five now they're like 10 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 they're ranked ninth in the nfl they give up 310.1 yards per game the baltimore ravens are ranked second only allowing 287.9 this is going to be interesting because here's where it gets tricky now where the ravens giving up the majority of their yards on d Oh, my gosh. I would say in the air, but it's not a lot. they only given up 185.7 yards in the air. The rest is going to be on the ground, which means they take away the run really well, right? And so, look, they got some dangerous pieces in the air, man. Look, I'm just going to mention one name. His name is Kyle Hamilton, probably the best safety in the league right now. That's that's kind of like where I am. Uh, but the Ravens uh, are ranked 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7th, and the 49ers are ranked 15th at 220.6 so we're giving up 220.6 passing yards the Ravens don't even average that offensively so that's why I said make them throw make them be accurate make them get yards after the catch make the Ravens do something that they're not comfortable doing all right and here is the kicker for the Ravens because this is why their defense is top against and here here According to statistics, okay, like the Niners have the number three run defense in the NFL. The Ravens, they're ranked 10th. So they're giving up over 102.2 yards per game. The Niners aren't even giving up an average of 100. And now you got to factor in the fact that their quarterback may rush for 100 yards alone. 
My thing is the Niners need to figure out just how to li- limit these explosive plays because that is what will kill them. If Lamar Jackson gets a 40-yard run, a 30-yard run, or anything over 20, anything over 10, that's explosive for me. And so I'd rather him try to get the ball down the field. I don't think they have good yak receivers. So I'd rather him try to just get that ball down the field and take away his rushing ability. The Niners can do that. They'll be fine. But look, the Niners, uh, you get the points. And this is where it comes down to. Ravens are stingy, and the Niners are stingy. Number one versus number two, and that's all that matters. You give up all the yards in the world. You give up all the yards in the world. Are they scoring? That's the question. So, look, both teams are stingy. Ravens got the number one scoring defense. The 49ers have the number two scoring defense in the NFL. But the Niners are also favored by five and a half points, which is almost a touchdown. Almost a touchdown. I'm sorry if I wasn't, uh, you know, you know, paying attention to the chat i was pretty much uh statting and stuff like that my man nigel says Zay flowers is not bad he's not bad but he's a rookie i think the niners after getting worked by jordan addison i think the san francisco 49ers are not going to get worked by another rookie even though they did get worked by trey mcbride look you get you get the drift you you get the drift bro uh my man oscar says ravens blitz 28 percent of the time and run primarily a cover two and a cover six purdy needs to be at his best in figuring out which db will be blitzing they allow little to tight ends right they try to eliminate the tight end this might not be the game for a tight end that does not mean purdy can't live over the middle of the field when you can get your wide receivers on some crossing routes over the middle of the field this might be a brandon iu game and a Debo samuel game and a christian McCaffrey game in the last game i saw we we did a couple of halfback choice routes uh, or angle routes whatever it is you want to call them i love it <clears throat> i love it a lot i love it a lot so yeah blitz purdy i think purdy's playing very well against the blitz he might be tickled at first i don't think they come out blitz heavy at the beginning but i will i think purdy's gonna be just fine against the blitz i mean his stats say that you blitz him he's damn near perfect so he does have to be able to determine what they can or what they will be doing out there so i do agree with you one thousand percent all right guys here's the question now who's the most valuable player on the 49ers there's no poll today because we're going to do the phone conversations. So I'm going to get that set up. But who's the most valuable player on the San Francisco 49ers? And I want you guys to think of it in this way. When you call in, all right, I want you to think of it in this way, all right? I want you to think of it in the way as if this player isn't on the team, can the 49ers win? If that player isn't on the team, can the 49ers win? Now, we've seen different examples. This season, last season, I don't care what you need to use, but try to think of that, all right, when you guys are answering the question. And I'll go ahead and get the the number up here. Uh, just give me a second as I get that pulled up. And I'll put the number up on the screen, guys, and you guys can call in for sure, for sure, for sure. I hope everything is working fine. You know, it's always a freaking uh, – it's always a freaking – troubleshoot and i think my phone is ringing so let's go ahead and answer the phone what's going on jacks you are on the wayne breezy show are you ready to get your take off i i am i was i almost missed you guys because i was in the car but i made it so first i want to say a merry christmas just in case um you know hear from some of you 
But anyways, <clears throat> so my most valuable player is Brock Purdy. Like, I had posted a video on my um Facebook. Like, I, was, I, I held a conversation with someone yesterday, and we were talking about, like, Brock Purdy or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I was saying, like, you know, I know money and stuff changes, like, some players, you know, and we was discussing all that good stuff, right? But I said myself that Brock Purdy, like, he's God-fearing, and he's just – he just he just it. But after I posted that video last night, like I have a whole nother outlook on Brock Party. Like he just he has a relationship with God and I think that's just like the dopest thing. So he will forever be my most valuable player. Now, I got my other couple players but I'm just gonna have to like go with um Tally, really? Get out what I'm saying before you do all that. Okay. Okay. Anyway, y'all. So yeah. So Brock Purdy is my um, most valuable player, and um, yeah, I think that's it. Hope y'all have a merry Christmas. And I don't know if I'll be able to catch y'all next week, but if not, Happy New Year's from Jack. Happy New okay, Year. That's all. That's all I want to say. Well, thanks for calling in. Did you guys hear her? I, I didn't even ask. Yes, and hold on, hold on. Yes, they did, and don't go to saying that y'all didn't hear me, because this is a Galaxy 23, so don't come to my phone, okay? Don't do that. We ain't doing that today. Unless y'all got off last time, last week, but this week, don't get off on my phone. This is a Galaxy 23, so I know y'all can hear me, okay? Okay. All right. Bye, Breezy. See you later. Thank you for calling in. Um, I, I was only asking because I wanted to make sure that my app was working on the computer. And she got offended super quick. All right. There's the number on the screen, 475-549-7849. We call people's back because there's like a little call waiting thing here. So, yeah. Dion, what's going on, baby? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, man. Were you at the game this past weekend? Yes, I was. Did you have a great time? I had a fantastic time, bro. Let me explain something to you. So, you know how we call... uh, you know, so far Levi's South. Yes. We're going to have to start calling State Farm Levi's West. Ooh. Ooh. We took over. Here, I saw. Breezy. I, bro, the, I'm not playing. We took over. There was Cardinal fans? What are those? <laughs> what are those? Because they were not in sight. Really? They were nowhere to be found, bro. We killed them. Like, we outnumbered them in tremendous ways. You couldn't even imagine. So, it, it was it was a blast, bro. The, I'm telling you, the, the highlight of my day was Mooney's interception. Okay. And the funniest part of my day was watching CMC backpedal, bust his ass, and get up and still score. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen a backpedal catch <laughs> since I've been watching Ball. football. And then everything yeah. after that that happened, too. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Bro, it was priceless, man. Like, we outnumbered them. Like, Breezy, I'm dead serious. Like, bro, we literally took that whole stadium over. It was, I guarantee you, if you look at the numbers, it has to be no less than 70% Niner fans in that stadium. Wow. We did not play around. When we say we travel, we travel. Yeah. We we, like, we, we are that team. We bro, are that we are that team. Yeah, sure. But the question at hand is who is the MVP? Yeah, of this team. Who's the MVP of this team? 
from the from MVP of this team and the MVP of this league, and I need the league to start recognizing other other players outside of quarterbacks. His name is Christian McCaffrey. Oh, spicy. Okay. Simple. Okay. That man has 20 touchdowns. He is on pace for 25 total touchdowns and over 2,000 yards from scrimmage. Bruh, what else do you want? That is a one-man wrecking crew. Since that man has got here, we don't lose. We've lost a couple of games here and there, but CMC is an is the ultimate X factor and literally the perfect running back for Kyle Shanahan's system. There is not another running back that would fit his system better outside of if I had to go back Marshall Falk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like CMC does everything. He blocks, he catches, he runs. He does any and everything you can think of. And I don't care what nobody say. When CMC got up there with Trent and they said Robin Big, I was like, oh, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope as heck. Yeah. You know and not not that, many that, of that us hard. made that connection because I, I used to watch that show. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, but yeah. I, was, I thought that was fire, yo. They brought some nostalgia to the press conference. They definitely did, man. But it's it's got to be Christian McCaffrey, bro. Like, this dude is the engine that drives this car, you know what I'm saying? Brock Purdy is is fantastic. If there had to be a second dude, I would say, honestly, it would be Brock. But if you're talking strictly from an offensive standpoint, there is not another human being in the NFL that is better than Christian McCaffrey. And anybody out there that would like to challenge me on that, please do, because I have nothing, nothing but facts to destroy your argument. What that man is doing right now, it, it can't be unnoticed. Like, you, if the league gives the MVP to a quarterback again, I'm going to lose it because I'm tired of it. Yes, we know they're quarterbacks. Yes, we know you love them. Yes, they're the face of the league. At this point, does anybody else matter? I mean, that's not fair to everybody else. Clint Williams, best offensive lineman in football. Does he get MVP? No. Does he even get any votes? Probably not. Aaron Donald years ago, game wrecker. And he only got it once. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, like, they got to stop with the lopsidedness for quarterbacks. I get the love. I get it. I understand it. But at the end of the day, there are other players that make a huge impact. And I'm sorry, the impact that Christian McCaffrey has had on this team and on the league, uh, it's almost like – you remember years ago when we played the Panthers and Luke Keekley was still playing and they caught him on the sidelines going, I don't know what they're doing. Yep. That's what people do when they see us coming through and they see CMC coming through a hole. They're like, okay, he going to – I watched the film. He going to cut this way. Why he cut the other way? Oh, I watched the film. All right, he runs these routes. Why he run this other route? I, I watched the film and I still don't know what the hell I'm doing with him. Why is he out here frustrating me? Like, this dude literally destroys defenses. When you get, I'm telling you right now, defensive coordinator for the Ravens is not sleeping all weekend long. His, more, his Christmas morning is going to be filled with frustration. Well, yeah, hey, man. man, you know, I got you this for Christmas. Well, yeah, man, but I got, a, I got a game plan for CNC. You're not done yet? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. 
Listen, Christian McCaffrey is the man, period. He, he, he is the man. He is the man. I'm not pushing back on anything. I want y'all to get y'all takes off. I'm liking these takes. We got a Brock Purdy. We got a Christian McCaffrey. I'm curious to see if the caller going to call in with somebody else's name. But, yo, love the take. Appreciate you, Brie. Uh, it was spot on. Keep up the great work, bro. All right, bro. Remember right, love. Peace. Be easy. Listen, really good takes. Look, uh, you know, Jax talks about Brock Purdy and his faith and you know, that's a different whole type of another level of, of connecting. And then, I mean, I guess the question is, CMC, is he changing the league? Is he making the league look at him differently? Is he that valuable to his team to be voted MVP? I mean, th those are the, the questions that they're going to ask. Uh, let me call some of these numbers back. All right. Shout out to the numbers in the queue. Some of you guys I got in my phone already. If I don't, I got to ask you. Your who call you are. has been forwarded to voicemail. That call has been forwarded to voicemail. So I'm sure that they'll call back. Let's get the next person on a call back real quick. Hello? What's going on? You're on the Wayne Breezy show. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Breezy, it's Tony. Tony! What's going on, fam? What's going on? Hey, um, I agree with the last guy as far as skill players, but I think who who we really need to be the MVP and, and be on the field at all times is Trent Williams. Ooh. I, I don't – this is where games are won, but he does two things for us. He keeps us a well-oiled machine as far as blindside protection, keeping the run, keeping the run going regardless who's in that backfield. We could still, with Kyle Shanahan's scheme, we could still be able to do some of the things that Christian McCaffrey does. Not all of the things, but we could still get yardage, keep chains moving, keep getting points on the board without Christian McCaffrey. Now, I, with, regard, with respect to all that, we understand Trent Williams will never win that award. So... I, I agree that Christian McCaffrey will probably and probably is our MVP. Um, I do think Trent Williams is how people should view who is the most valuable to this team. Because if we lose him, if he goes down, things are just not going to run as smoothly. Listen, Tony, I, I like that you actually valued the question because that's that's exactly what I'm asking. Who's the most valuable player on the 49ers? not who's the MVP of the league. So you right. definitely, you, you, you looked at the question, you saw the question, not that anybody else was wrong, but I mean, I like the fact that you said on this team, the most valuable player is Trent Williams, but in the league, because Lyman won't ever win that award, it's CMC. I, I, I love it. I mean, I, I think that's spot on. Like, and, and Trent, yeah. everything you said about Trent is definitely essential. Like, you need him in pass pro. You need him to protect the blind side of the quarterback. And, hell, we like to run the ball to the left side. Try running the ball to the left side when Trent's not there. The production isn't the same. So it's not even close. Not even not close. Even close not even and, close. And those three games that we lost, you know, him going out with, the, and I guess in that second half and then missing the next two games, you could clearly see the difference. It was, it was night and day on what he does for this team. It's night and day. The, the offense does not look the same when he's not in there. And I think our record, I'm not 100% sure you could fact check this, but I think we're something like 3-10 and 10 without him mm. since he's joined the team. 
I, I think that was the interesting. Or not three and ten. I'm sorry, not since he's joined the team since Brock Purdy. Um, Brock Purdy and Trent Williams have been on the same team. I think that's what the stat was. It's like some ridiculous number. Okay. That we, you know, we don't have wins. I can't. I can't remember what that thing was. I want to say it was. I thought I saw something without Trent Williams were like three and nine, but I don't remember where I saw that and who the other factor key person was. But anyway, but yeah, um, Trent Williams, uh, every game I'm like, all right, that's where, that's where the well-oiled machine begins him clearing the way or protecting. So we'll say that's my most valuable. Hey man, I appreciate you for calling in, man. No doubt. All right, man. Stay up, man. Enjoy. Happy holidays to you, your family. Enjoy the weekend and get ready for Monday night football, baby. Go Niners. Let's do it. Peace out, man. Oh, I'm loving what we're getting right now. I love it what we're getting right now. Let me call my boy Corey back. Let's see what his take is. Yo, yo, what up? Corey, what's going on, family? What's going on, Mr. Wayne Breezy? Hey, man, everything is everything. Happy holidays to you, my brother. Hey, what's going on, man? What? Who's the most valuable player on the 49ers for you? The most valuable player on the 49ers for me? Yeah. Who would I be got the, at least three of them. You can, only, <laughs> you can only pick one. I'm going to have to roll with my man, um... CMC. Wow. A lot of CMC. I like this, though. I like it a lot. No doubt. So so what what about CMC? I mean, I know a lot of people are saying him, but why is he your MVP? To be honest with you, Wayne, the reason why he's, reason why he's my um, VIP is because, you know, he's, he's been scoring a lot of touchdowns in the last, you know, every game since the season except for one against Jacksonville. And ever since the bye week, see like he, you know, he's right back to where he started. And you know, he just he just believing in, you know, helping his team trying to, you know, win that Super Bowl. And you know, Carolina Panthers, they they feel dumb because they should have never let him go. But the reason why they let him go because they didn't want to pay him. The Niners made a smoke, I mean a hell of a move just to um, you know, take him, get rid of the draft picks to take him. And I said, yes, take that, take that dude, because I liked him when he was with Carolina. And it ain't easy to find running backs that can make, you know, make the moves that he makes to make people miss. Because, you know, the dude is averaging at least over seven or eight yards of carry. <laughs> That's, he's a dangerous mind, dangerous piece for sure. Uh, let me ask you this question about Christian McCaffrey. Listen, he is four touchdowns away from breaking the GOATS record. With 23 touchdowns in a single season. There's three games left. Does he get these four touchdowns? I think yes. I don't see why not. I do not see why not because four touchdowns, if he gets, say like if he gets two touchdowns against the Ravens, man, he, he, all he needs to do is just, you know, just try to get two touchdowns against the Ravens, and if he doesn't get the in that one game, you know he got two games to go after that. Get him against Washington. Boom, record broken. Boom. Do you think this record is is greater than the record that he could have broken 
uh, when, when they came back from the bye week, I believe, and he didn't get in the end zone, and they were trying to get him in the end zone at like the end of the game. I forgot what game that was, but do you that think was good that was? Do you think this record was greater? To be honest with you, I can't really say because I had no idea that he was in that position to try to break the ghost record. Because I know his his streak was at least 17 games in a row that he started ever since when he was with the Niners when he was scoring touchdowns the first. Um, I think eight out of nine, eight out of nine games this season. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. What's going to be your what's your take on this upcoming game? What's my take on this upcoming game against the Ravens? Yeah. To me, this has to be the main one they have to win, and they have to really contain Lamar Jackson, just like they did Kyle Murray, just like they did Jalen Hurts. And I know Lamar is a dangerous dude. He's not an easy team, an easy player to stop. But as long as they contain him and then try to keep the run under the control, put him under pressure, and hopefully, because, you know, he doesn't make good throws when he's under pressure. Good points. Good points. As long as he keep that going, as long as the Niners defense focus on that, there's no way they could they could should be they should lose. Good points. Hey, listen, Corey, I appreciate you for calling in, bro. I'm gonna get these other callers on here, man. Listen, you have a blessed holiday, and we'll talk to you after this win. You already know, baby. All right, man. Stay up, brother. All right, love you. Man. All right, love you too. Peace. Peace. All right, man. Listen, we got time for a couple of more callers, I believe. All right, so 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 bear with me. Let me go ahead and pull that off. As we got time for one more caller, so let's go ahead and give my man a call back, real quickity quack quack. What's going on, family? What's happening with you? Hey, man, everything is everything. Things are great. Everyone's blessed. Happy holidays to you and your family, bro. Um, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this question right here. Uh, because right now, Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey are on the MVP va- ballots for the NFL. But who is your most valuable player on the 49ers? Breezy, baby, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to hit you with something wild, right? I'm going to change the MVP to most valuable personnel. Okay. And and then I'm and then I'm going to get into my play, and I'm going to give you my reasons why. And I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet. Uh, <clears throat> the most valuable personnel that we have is John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Without them, we don't have any of this. Good point. We've seen it before, right? Without them, we don't have any of this. We don't have a Trent. We don't have a CMC, Debo, IU, go down the list, right? Without them, none of this is possible. And I know they'll get their own kind of special awards, but I do want to give out the shout and the props to these two particular guys that everybody keeps trying to use to knock the the quality of of, of why our team is so good. They just want to they want to give them all the praises, but they use it to knock. And I'm going to get to my MVP because I love Trent Williams and I love what that last guy said about Trent Williams. I love what everybody's saying about CMC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
as I've stated before, Brock Purdy is the most valuable player on this team. Okay, state your bid. He plays the most valuable position. He is by far and away playing that position better than any other quarterback in the league right now. We, as fans, and as, as, as people who watch football, not just fans of the 49ers, but people who watch football, because I, I watch a lot of guys who do the, uh, uh, what is it, when they, when they do the, uh, when they watch the, the uh, highlight tapes, mm-hmm. and they, they, they do their evaluations, even guys, that, you know, just guys that do the reviews. A lot of guys are really big enough Brock because they see the same thing we do. This team looks phenomenal with this quarterback. And as my analogy goes, we keep they 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 they, they do a lot of analogies about a fancy fast car, right? Uh huh. What do you need? What's the most important thing you need for that car? The right gas. What's right. the one one thing you gotta have? <laughs> <laughs> for that car. It's got to be gas. It's the key, baby. Oh, well, the key. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh I key. know where we going. I know where we going. Okay. <laughs> All right, Myzel. I know where we going, bro. I got you. All right. Right? To get in this, to get in the car, you got to have the key. <laughs> to start the car up, uh-huh. you got to have the key. Uh-huh. Without the key, you ain't going nowhere. Uh-huh. You got a fancy, beautiful car sitting out there, and you can't drive it because you don't have the key. And it got the bells and whistles, dog. It got the bells and whistles, dog. It's got all the bells and whistles. It's got the GPS screen. It's got the navigational system. It's got the Bose 3,000-watt sound system Bose. in there. You rock in the city. Bose. Okay? This thing is it's beautiful. Uh-huh. It's, 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 but it, without that key, you ain't got nothing. It's uh-huh. Just there. Uh-huh. Okay? Uh-huh. Brock Purdy, we can all admit, Everybody in this chat, if y'all hear me, hear what I got to say. Brock Purdy has unlocked the potential of this offense and unlocked the potential of our players. We've seen it with our own eyes. We, for the first time, which is historic, a passer, a a quarterback that's going to have 4,000 yards and three players with 1,000 yards, two wide receivers and one running back. With a thousand yards, we're already there with one wide receiver and and one and the running back, the quarterback almost there. What he like two three hundred yards away from four thousand yards, if that. Uh, Debo, couple hundred yards away, less than a couple hundred yards away. Even George Kittle, less than a couple hundred yards away. We got three games left. Very possible to uh, achieve this this uh, historic mark. Mm. We've seen it. We've seen this offense without Brock Purdy. And I'm not knocking anybody. I'm not knocking But there's a clear difference. Mm-hmm. I can knock him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's a clear difference. Is mm-hmm. it not? Oh, it's, it's everything. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And everything, everybody, all the shows, mm-hmm. seeing mm-hmm. Nick, Nick Wright and, 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 and even, even Stephen Smith and all this crap about. Uh, he, he's not the first guy that comes to mind. Well, he's the first guy that comes to my mind because I know the value of him for this team. I've seen Debo, IU, Kittle, CMC with other quarterbacks. And I've seen them with Brock Purdy. Now, let's, 
let's stop it because I know the whole narrative is he was the last pick of the draft. Shut up, stop it, kill that whole conversation because it's, it's retarded. It's redundant and retarded. We have seen what it looks like without key players. But he still put up 17 points without the best tight end, I mean, without, without the best left tackle in the league, and without what we all will say is a very necessary component to this offense. Because when Debo's not on the field, that's a threat that they, the other teams don't have to worry about. Even if he's a decoy, if he gets the ball in his hands or he don't, he is a threat. And those two pieces missing, you should expect significant drop-off. And the fact that we were still able to score 17 points. Jalen Hurts had all his parts when they played us, didn't he? Uh, yep. Uh, yep. How many yep. points he put up? Yep. Yep. Just, just everything is yep. <laughs> put up 19 points. Yep. With all his yep. parts. We're all missing of- two key, not just two two guys. We're missing two very key components. Now, let me, I just want to ask this question. Whose offensive line as a, as a whole the 49ers got the worst offensive line in football. So everybody else's okay. offensive line is better than ours. We might have everybody one else better than ours. Everybody. Thank you. So let's let's put that into perspective. They don't want to hear that. One of the worst offensive lines. And this guy is doing what he's doing with this protection. And not to say they, they bad. I mean, we watch the games. He has sometimes he's back there, he got all the time in the world. But I know as it's weird, right? As, right, it's weird, but he 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 he's doing this with that protection. Jalen Hurst was without one guy, and his whole offensive line collectively is better than us. He was without one guy and struggled. We were without two key guys. We wasn't. It wasn't Jawan Jennings that was down, and and and, and uh and that other uh what's the other guy on on the right side? Uh, McKivitz. I mean, uh, we were without those two guys. Right. We were without <laughs> Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. Correct. These guys are on the. These guys are top names on our team. Whenever you hear them talk about this team, those guys' names are gonna pop up. Key components, and he still put up 17 points. And everybody trying to say, well, we've seen him without without guys, and and you know, Jaden Hurts when he's without guys, he elevates that crowd. No, he don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. They have all their guys in here elevated. We saw it head to head. Who elevated their team? Mm-hmm. Who scored 42 points? Mm-hmm. Who who are we seeing getting the ball to our receivers and the CMC in space, climbing out the climbing up in the pocket, moving around in the pocket, extending plays? Who do we see doing that? Because the only person that's throwing this ball is Brock Purdy. Only person that's throwing the ball. And if he don't make the throws he makes, we've seen Jimmy make similar throws, but not as accurate, not as good, not on, not as precise, not on good timing. And we didn't see all this yards at the catch. We definitely didn't see passes down the field. We definitely didn't see back shoulder passes to, to Debo in the corner of the end zone down low where only he could get it. He's not, this, he's not tripping into these passes that he's making. He's making these passes. He's reading the defense. We're hearing different things. We've heard Kyle Shanahan. Wait a minute. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be through. We heard Kyle Shanahan on that pass to Brandon Ayuk against Seattle, I think it was, say, 
that they they clenched their butts because they didn't think that was a good pass. And Kyle Turner, out of his own mouth, said, but he proved us he was right when we saw the ball in the air. This is Kyle Shanahan's offense. You mean to tell me there's a quarterback out there that is doing stuff with Kyle Shanahan's offense? He's seen all the other the, the the third layer, fourth. I mean, the, the third dimension, fourth dimension stuff in Kyle Shanahan's offense. That even Kyle Shanahan himself saying uh, that wasn't how that was supposed to go, but he's doing it because he's seen everything, in Kyle, and that's because he has God eyes, like the other, like like uh. Who was that that was on first? Miss uh, um, mm. Debbie. Miss Debbie. Oh, Miss Debbie. Miss Debbie okay. was on first. Yeah. Yep. And she said, you know, he's a God-fearing man. You can tell. Oh, no. Can, uh, just... Pete, um, Jack was on first. Jack's Jack first. Was, yeah. Jack was. Right, Jack. It sure was. Uh, she said, you know, he, he's a God-fearing man. He has an anointing on him, right? And you can see it. You can feel it. Oh, 100%. Do you feel it? A hundred percent. A hundred. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It's a little different it, when you got that anointing. Like if you if you can connect to that, some people can't connect to it, but you know, it's like being a right. musician and you could play, but when you play under the anointing it reaches a whole different realm of stuff. Because it's, it's not you. It's not it's you not playing. You. Exactly. It's, it's the it's, power of the Holy it's, Spirit. Of the Spirit. There operating it is. Through you. Exactly. Exactly. This is what I feel when I see him on the field. This I, is this is what I see because I, I'm seeing. Why did I just, can anybody disagree with me? Have we did we think that this offense would ever look like this? We have no for the first. Well, to be fair, yes, because we had Kyle Shanahan. That's where it started. So we yes, knew yes. that this offense can be too legit to quit. But we just kept getting the wrong pieces. And the only piece right. we needed was a quarterback that's – people keep forgetting about how competent he is and how yeah. smart he is and how yeah. cerebral he is. Never mind yeah. his athleticism. Preach. Never mind his skill set. This dude is smart. Like, people are Come forgetting on, about that part. I, I can't leave that out because I'm watching him go out there. He'll make a mistake and then shake it off like, oh, shoot, okay, I could I could throw this with 30 more degrees to the left and then a little bit slight to the right. This dude pull out a protractor on his shorts and he go out there and geometrize the st and get the throw right <laughs> the next time. Yo, this, yo, there was one throw in this game that I was like, oh, snap. He drops back, right? And he stepped up in the pocket for, like, the first time ever. I ain't never seen him step up the pocket. The pocket was so clean. The offensive line is ranked uh, 17th, by the way. He stepped up in the pocket, bro, and he had time. I thought he was to throw the ball so far out the end zone, down the field. Somebody was about to be wide open. Instead, he lofted it over the linebacker's head to George Kittle. He faked a bomb and threw a loft pass. George Kittle made a one-hand bobble grab, and it went for 33 yeah. yards. You can't tell me this kid not dope. Yes. And brave. He stepped up into that pocket on that other class and, and lobbed that ball over the, over the incoming defender that hurt him. Bro. Bro. Bravery. He stands in the pocket. We see it all the time. He stands in the pocket. And right before he get hit, 
throw that ball and he turns and protects himself. That's another thing that makes him very valuable. He knows how to protect himself. He yeah. knows how to yeah. turn to avoid the full impact, knowing he's going to take the hit. And he turns up to keep himself safe. That's fire, bro. That's, that's fire. That's smart. Super smart. Now, Listen. And, 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 and I got two more points and I'm done, I promise you. Gotcha. I know you got to gotcha. live it. Uh, you talk about how smart he is. And people, people keep saying, well, if you put him on another team, what, is he just going to leave his intelligence and his his his, his wit over there in the 49ers? Because I think the, if you take that with him, the ability the to understand the offense, the ability to read defenses, pre-snap and post-snap, the ability to see a guy's feet planted flat and say, I'm going to go to this, even though everybody else, that we, we practice it, it ain't never open, it ain't never open. And he sees the one thing that needs to be there for this play to be executed, and he makes that play. If you take this same guy and put him on another team, if you put him on, 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 on the Eagles, if you put him he's still going to produce at this same level. He's not going to drop off. The only drop-off, Patrick Mahomes, we see the drop-off for Patrick Mahomes. Why? Because Patrick Mahomes does not have the quality of receivers he had before. It is codependent on the personnel for the quarterback to be successful and vice versa. They go hand-in-hand as the ultimate team sport. Ultimate. And we can see it across the board. When when people don't have good pieces, we saw with Aaron Rodgers. They kept saying up a year, he just needs more pieces around him. Every time. But then all for some odd reason with Brock Purdy, he got he got whatever everybody say you need to have to win championships. But because he has that, oh it's a knock on him. Because it ain't him, it's everybody else. No, it's him. He is elevating this team. He is pulling out the potential of what Kyle Shanahan designed, what Kyle Shanahan thought that he was he was creating, and and, and, and him and John Lynch, what they were creating. He has come in and he has completely unlocked the potential. And he's young. So we haven't even seen how good it can really be. And we're already amazed at how good it is now. Yeah, he's not even seasoned yet. Not even, just a second year. I know. Second year. Really, technically, if you really want to be honest, it's, it's his first, first year. year and a few games last year. Right. Right? Right. So my last and final point. The reason that Brock Purdy is the MVP of this, of this team and deserves to be the MVP of the league is simply because of this. Every knock that everybody puts on him, everything that – all those arguments are just arguments. And I know they do that for ratings. And I know they do it for clickbait. But anybody that knows anything about football, I don't care if you've watched football for five years or 50 years. You, your eyes, what, what, what are we – what kind of people are we? Because we, we're, most people all, everybody in the world should come from, from, from St. Louis, the show me state. Show me. Let me see it with my eyes. If I see it with my eyes, because my eyes ain't going to lie to me. My eyes ain't going to lie to me. So let me see it with my <laughs> eyes. And we're seeing it with our eyes. And what we are seeing is historic. It's amazing. And Stop trying to use the narrative because he was the last pick in the draft. He got overpicked and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. He's not supposed to be this good. Well, sorry, people, he is. David wasn't supposed to be this good either. But guess what? He became king. Wayne Breezy was Bro. not supposed to be this good. But guess what? Wayne Breezy is a phenomenal human being. Has one of the best 
podcast, uh, uh, 49 a podcast uh, 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 on, on YouTube. Highly watched, highly favored. Appreciate it. When you are highly favored by God, people going to try to knock you down. They sure They're going to try to tear you down. And they're going to try to, they going to try to menialize you and demoralize you in every way possible. But when there's, when you have the power of God on your life, there is, there, what, what is that? that all things are possible. All things. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that's that is where he draws his strength from, and nobody can knock him or take it from him because he's highly favored by God. So all of you devils out there that's talking bad about him and try to put him down, yeah, yeah, love the devil talking bad about you too. Rise above it all. Put your faith and trust in God, and watch him take you to places everybody said you should never go to. That's the sermon for today, brother. Appreciate you, man. I'm gonna go back to watch the show because I was on the I was on the phone. I was watching you on the phone, so I'm gonna go back and watch it out because I didn't want no feedback or anything going on. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for calling in. For sure, for sure, bro. All right, man. Peace out. Now that everybody is how you close out a show. That's how you close out a segment. All right. That's how you do it. And it went full circle when we opened up the conversation. We started it with him being a man of God and how it ended up with him just being in the anointing. And for those that don't understand that, it's hard to explain it. You just got to keep watching it. Don't worry, you'll be believing soon. We call ourselves the faithful. We need to start acting like we don't understand what being faithful is all about. And that's what Brock Purdy is. Um, <laughs> man, he's, he's just a living testimony, right? So he comes into this league. He's mystery relevant. The story's amazing. And next thing you know, he's doing the impossible from a seventh round pick. And the only person that believed in him was him. And that's why Brock is going out there week in and week out and proving to himself that he belongs. He doesn't care about everybody else. I think that's why Brock stays on the trajectory of going upwards opposed to going downwards. You know, the walk of faith isn't always an easy road. Okay, ladies and gents, there's going to be some bumps in the road. There's going to be some rocky roads. There's going to be some 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 unpaved roads. There, it's 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 the walk of life. But um, as long as Brock is the key, I think that was dope, to this shiny car we're driving, you got all the bells and whistles. They're intact. They've been serviced. They're ready to go. You got the good tires from the trenches. You, you, got, you got your special, you know, slick neck coming out the car I, mean, I, I got a i got a night rider car but you get what i'm trying to say is it's a beautiful thing uh brock purdy uh definitely is the most valuable player and here's why for me i was at the nfc championship game there was nothing that the san francisco 49ers could do after they lost brock purdy and the brock purdy that returned to the game was an inserviceable brock purdy even though he showed guts in glory, and he came back in that game. And right then and there, that's when I should have realized that this kid is going to be something phenomenal. I still needed to see it. But I will say this, Brock Purdy is going to continue to rise. That NFC Championship game was a flood. The Niners couldn't get anything going, and it was because they were without Brock Purdy. I'll be the first and last person to say this. If Brock Purdy played in that game, there's no way they would have lost. No way. Absolutely no way. I can tell you right now, as long as Brock Purdy continues to play football for the San Francisco 49ers, 
they always have the opportunity to go out there and dominate. And it starts with Brock. And since, like my man Mizeal said, he elevates his teammates. Last time I checked, that's an MVP. Last time I checked, that's being elite. Last time I checked, that is a game changer. Ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all so much for tuning in. I got a couple of Super Chat contributions I definitely want to get into from man Daryl. He says, Brock Purdy's talent makes him MVP. He's definitely talented. And then you followed up, and his pay makes it possible. A lot of people don't want to talk about the fact that he's only playing, he's paying for playing for $800,000 uh, this year and next year. It might go up a little bit, but it's, a, it's the reason why we're able to build around him. It's why we're able to have so many good weapons. Uh, and for Brock Purdy, if it ain't about the money, maybe he will be on that Tom Brady trajectory. Everybody be like, yo, Tom Brady wasn't the GOAT because he was the greatest to play the game. He was the GOAT because he was the greatest to play the game. Think about that. That dude played on the cheapest contracts ever. And his team remained top in the NFL on defense and offense. Do we have the next Tom Brady in the league? I don't know. We'll see. I love y'all, man. Y'all always tune in. You guys are faithful. I love you so much. Listen, no harm, no foul. 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a show. Uh, it'll be it'll be live and uploaded, so you guys check that out. Also, I'll be on Bleacher Report at 3 p.m. If you have the Bleacher Report app, uh, join me there. We're going to be talking about fundamentals. Uh, it's probably going to be the first mad show from the Mad King Breezy because I'm going to literally get in the San Francisco 49ers behinds because in week 16, we're talking about fundamentals. I hope I don't get kicked off. Anyway, we're going to have some fun. Love y'all, man. Stay up. Stay faithful. Always keep it nitty-gritty. Thanks to all the callers that called in. I appreciate you guys. I be sipping gold bar, whiskey on the rocks, and a 24-karat gold on a watch. My 7-1 Chevy be tipping nonstop, sounding like Trent Williams on the block. So you know we can't stop. We be banging through your speakers.